0: I mean it's almost a prophecy right like that whole you know you could be the best trader in the world and be broke because you don't know how to market yourself right or business owner in yeah. fact like I can't imagine it's any different in any other vertical you know like these mm. are things that you kind of have to take upon yourself to learn uh which you're not going to get that information from when you go through the system that you've got to you've got to go and look for it
1: Welcome to the Agency Hour podcast where we help web design and digital agency owners create abundance for themselves, their teams and their communities. That's the goal and it works for those who take action. This week we're joined by the go-to tradie guy Matt Jones, founder and director of Tradie Web Guys and the Siteshed, and a Mavericks Club member. Matt and his team deliver digital solutions designed specifically for tradies. Today we're diving into the importance of focusing on the outcome for the absolute end user. What clients want versus what they think they want why you can't just rely on referrals and word of mouth, and why Matt claims you need to have the kahunas to burn it all to the ground. All that and more, I'm Troy Dean, stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Agents Hour podcast, the one and only Matt Jones. Hey Matt, welcome aboard. Crackers Wiles, Hey mate. Excellent, uh, now for those that don't know, give us the too long, didn't read version. Who are you, how did you get into this game, and what are you doing here?
0: Where am I? Well, uh, as, as you said, Matt Jones, I run a digital agency for specifically for trade businesses. So plumbers, builders, electricians, elect, uh, yeah, home, home improvement, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. How do I get into this game? Well, I, I used to be, I, well, I suppose technically I still am a plumber. Um, mm-hmm. And I many, many years ago took a role with a company in Sydney that was selling a technology to primarily plumbers. And throughout Mm. that journey, I noticed that there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the clients that we were dealing with there were really good at what they do, but really bad at telling people. And um, Mm -hmm. so I did everything completely wrong. I um, burned bridges, stole IP, just uh, (laughs) classic, no idea how to run a business sort of situation and jumped into my own business, sacrificing any income I had for the little bit that I'd managed to get from a couple of clients whose websites we built. And anyway, that was, you know, 13 odd years ago and somehow we're still still afloat.
1: Wow. And, um, wow. Yeah. So... So I always find this interesting though, Simon Major. Now, full transparency, Matt Jones is a member of Mavericks Club, which is our mastermind. We're not going to plug that, but, you know, uh, just so that you know the context of the conversation. One of our other Mavericks, Simon Major, had a similar journey. He was a chiropractor. And then sold his chiropractic business, if that's what it's called, and got in. And now it's digital marketing, essentially SEO and Google Ads for health practitioners, right? Mm. Um, Do you think. And I've known quite a few people who come from tradie land and end up in this kind of business. Do you think it's a – and I also know plenty of people who are coaches and digital agencies for niches and they're publicly like, I'm not an accountant and that's why I'm the best digital marketing agency for accountants because I don't have the baggage and the emotional crap that you all have. Do you think it's worked in your favour or do you think it's been something that you've had to overcome being a plumber and having a plumbing business and now serving tradies as a digital marketing agency?
0: It's it's certainly been an advantage on the forefront of communication and understanding the verticals that we deal with, like refreshingly, an advantage I think for the, the um, you mm. know the people that we're working with because the typical experience is people just like agencies typically have no idea of what, what what it's like mm. to run a business because like and, and I'm sure we'll, we'll sort of unpack this a little bit further as we get on but the um, you know like from what we do today well, well typically people when they come to us they're looking for more leads like lead generation but like as mm-hmm. you unpack that further it, it's very like generating more leads into like businesses that these guys are running the way they're running them today is it's like throwing petrol on a fire sometimes you know so there's mm-hmm. like these other areas which they don't come to us for but you know looking forward in the interest of scalability and being able to manage um you know the 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 new influx of leads and the the new sort of model that they tend that we're sort of steering them towards, which, to be honest, mm-hmm. is like coming from a, a world where they're used to referrals and word of mouth mm-hmm. to a world mm-hmm. where all of a sudden they're being thrown into this nasty pond of you know cold traffic with people that don't actually mm-hmm. know who they are, and so yeah, there's yeah, this yeah. whole learning curve that has to come as a part of that. And so, anyway, in answer to your question, yes, it has played to our advantage. A lot. I mean, look. Truthfully, I mean, we been running the agency now for 13 years, so I've probably I probably have more agency <laughs> experience than most yeah. agencies out there, like at this point in time. But in the early stages, it was challenging. Like we had to find people. I had to proactively find people that could do what I couldn't do, which was pretty much build websites and learn mm-hmm. how to market.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to turn. We're going to talk more about this because you've, you know, infamously within our circle here, you've kind of known as the guy that's kind of burnt it to the ground and started again, and we'll, we'll unpack that a bit more. But um, I don't imagine tradies were ever coming to you going, I need a beautiful-looking website. Like they like they just think they need that because it's going to bring in clients, right? Yeah, yeah and, yeah.
0: and I would probably imagine that's pretty similar across many verticals or you'd have more experience in that than me. But, yeah, I mean people people come to you thinking they want one thing, not realising yeah. they actually need another thing. Like it's really common for people to go, oh, I need a new website. And they go, Oh, yeah, is that? Oh, well, I need more leads. I need my phone to ring mm. more. You know they don't really mm. understand the dynamic, and, and this is I think like this again has played into our favour a lot because like a lot of agencies will just give them what they ask for.
1: <laughs> that's right, that's right, and that was my next question. Like I imagine that the biggest challenge for tradies, I mean, and my experience of being a consumer of trade services, we moved house early this year. We moved into a new house and we've renovated the front and the backyard and done a bunch of work inside. And I've you know, and over the years I've had a lot of experience with different contractors coming out to properties and stuff. And one of the things is follow-up, like actually getting them to return your call. So we put solar panels on the roof recently. We had eight old crappy crappy solar panels on the roof when we bought the house. We got rid of them. We put in a brand-new system, 28 solar panels and a 13-kilowatt battery on the side of the house. So I'm trying to – it's way too much for what we need, but I'm trying to future-proof the situation. And I opted in via this website where this guy basically sells leads to solar companies. And he's completely transparent about it. He's like – Look, these companies pay me 50 bucks a lead. Whether or not you buy from them is irrelevant. I just do my due diligence. I will recommend the three best solar companies I think that are right for you based on your answers to these questions. Fill in the questions. I did that. Three companies rang me. (laughs) I couldn't answer the phone because I've got two kids under the age of seven and it was, you know, like feeding time at the zoo. One company texted me to let me know that they'd just tried to call and that they would try again tomorrow. The other two guys who called didn't leave a voicemail and didn't text me and didn't email me. So who got the job? The guy that actually texted me to let me know that he just called, right? Now, maybe automated, maybe not, doesn't matter. So actually, like follow-up is one thing, and then once they come out and they assess your situation, getting a quote out of them and getting the book in a date is another problem that they're usually not very good at. So my question to you is, as an agency, why didn't you just go, well, here's your website, Pay the bill and see you later. And none of that's my problem. Like, why did you start thinking? Okay, I need to help them solve these other problems.
0: Well, it wasn't so much that. I mean, it doesn't take doesn't take a long it doesn't take long for you to start getting feedback saying, "Hey, you built this website for me, and my phone isn't ringing anymore." So, like, there was an obvious disconnect there between what they think they thought they wanted and what they actually wanted. Which then, at that point, back you know, right back in the beginning, we were only building websites, which, as you know, is a mug's game because you're always chasing a sale, whereas, you know, the, mm-hmm. the bigger vision back then was, okay, well, how do we get into more of a recurring-based model, which is, you know, retain a sort of style for, you know, marketing services and things like that. And so that mm-hmm. was an easy transition, very easy, and um, which <laughs> also opened up a number of problems, which I can elaborate on in in the space of now you've got recurring revenue and you kind of Drop the ball on growth because you're fat and comfortable, and you're not like you know it's hungry for the hungry for the next sale. Which I'm truthfully I've never mm-hmm. never really been, which is why now we you know, we have salespeople and things like that. But like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like it was just more of a case of you know back in 2016 we sort of went well before 2016. Truthfully, like we were sort of in the education space for like TAFE. New South Wales and Department of Education down in Canberra representing sort of trades, sort of more, of, you know, we would go to these roundtable events. I'd be the only guy in the room that didn't have a .gov, .edu, .au, .blah, blah, whatever <laughs> freaking email address. And, um, you know, like the the common thread there was, well that like they didn't really, they didn't understand the dynamic of it and nor were they expected to because they're used to, you know, swinging hammers and climbing ladders. So mm-hmm. like the responsibility that I sort of, brought upon myself was, okay, well, we need to educate these guys a little bit better, which then led us down the, you know, as you know, the, the path with the podcast and all that kind of stuff. And you can't very well go move into a, like an education space within well, probably any vertical if you're not going to be like offer solutions to problems as opposed to like just products that people think they want.
1: Like, mm. Or just pontificate about the problem but not actually have a solution to it.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. Like, but, but, I mean, if we just kept building websites for people, yeah, good. Like, they'd have websites, but it wouldn't solve their problem.
1: Mm. And, like, and and then that, and then I guess that feeds into the flywheel of, like, not getting referrals and not having great word of mouth because even though you build a great <laughs> website and you deliver it on your promise, the client actually didn't get what they needed, which is the phone delivery. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> referrals
0: from tradies are pretty rare, I could, I, I could tell you that much, but, like, the <laughs> – Regardless of how many million dollar jobs you close for them, uh, Joe, if you're listening. But anyway, but the uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the um so so has the now I know you've got a Facebook group and the podcast we should say is called the Site Shed. The business is called Trady Web, guys. You've got a Facebook group which is also the Site Shed, is it?
0: Yeah, well, that was kind of off the back of the podcast. We just wanted to build a community where mm-hmm. you know people could come and actually converse more, as opposed to just listening to me bashing their ears through you know Apple podcasts. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a group there. There's like six thousand odd global businesses or members in that group,
1: or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And and if, if you're not getting ref- if you if tradies aren't great at referrals, were you getting most of your incoming leads through the podcast and through the group, or were you doing yeah. advertising? Were you doing outbound? How are the how are the leads coming in?
0: Yeah, most of the work that we we would generate would be through we would we would get refer we had referral partners, but um mm-hmm. you know not so much. I mean, we, I mean, we would get referrals from clients, of course, you know, like we, we'd probably send out a thank you gift pack once a month kind of thing, but like it's not like it's a mm-hmm. steady, it's not sustainable. And this is the sure. thing that, you know, we also, well, I think it's a pretty strong message for you know, our clients as well. I'm like, you can't just be completely dependent on word of mouth and referrals. Like if you don't have some That's sort right. of income uh, in, stream of, leads coming in then yeah. you you're pretty heavily
1: exposed in the space of just being yeah.
0: dependent totally. on something that's completely out of your control
1: 100% which can work for a long time well, I, it'll, I mean you, you can you can ride that train for a long time but you're still vulnerable because you don't have your hands on the wheel you no control over it
0: I mean in, in my experience it's not so much a time thing it's just uh, it's it's just a, a ceiling like, you, like typically for yeah. trade businesses, we know they're never going to get past 500 – well, depending on the vertical. Like if they're builders and they're doing a million-dollar home build, you know, like bang, oh, we're a million-dollar business. But, it, you know, it's kind of bullshit. Like, yeah. the, but the point is like yeah. they'll never really get past 500, 600K, you know, in 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 revenue for a, for a regular trade business. It's like sort of an average aggregate. Like if they're only mm-hmm. dependent on word of mouth, they just won't. You can't. You just exhaust mm. your network. And mm. so, mm. you know, it, there comes a point where if you do want to take more control, you actually have to – um, you've got to invest in some in, in more of a consistent pattern where you're going to be generating these leads that, 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 that are yours.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious about the mindset here too. I do want to unpack the business model change, but before we do that, I'm curious about your mindset here is like, you know, at some point you make a decision to go down to TAFE to represent – to, to fly the flag, to be the advocate, to start a podcast, to start a Facebook group, at some point you make a conscious decision to put yourself out there as the guy who's going to be the voice for the for this industry. Why? Like what, what – I mean most people – I mean I get it, right, but, but for the people listening and watching, like most people just won't do that because of, you know, 100 reasons and 100 excuses. Is it just because you – uh, a natural born leader and you, or, or you just, you know, love the limelight or was it a business strategic thing or was it just a burning desire? Like, cause it's not, cause it's hard work having a podcast and starting a Facebook group and being like a personality, it takes a lot out of you and it's a lot of time and it's a lot of emotional investment into it. And also you put yourself out there and make yourself open to criticism. Why did you make that decision to do that?
0: It's not, I mean, I suppose initially it started as a way just to give back to the industry because, you know, we, as I said, we sort of have – like coming from the uh, the industry, like the plumbing industry specifically, you know, having lots of friends and things like that that are, you know, trade-based, you see some of those struggles and you see that, like, mm. the issues that they're typically experiencing are based on the fact that they, they just don't have a clear understanding conceptually of, like, what – they need to be able to do over here or what needs to be done in order to help them get to that next stage. And like I said before, it's no one's, it's, it's not that it's their fault. Like you go through the, you know, the, the the TAFE system or whatever it is, college, if you're listening in North America, you know, there's, there's your, there's your trade qualification certification, which you can go and get, but that doesn't mean for a second that you're, even remotely qualified to run a business. So there's this huge no. like disconnect there between like, oh well, congratulations. Um, here's your certificate. Now you can go run a business when you're not actually anywhere near qualified to run a business. You don't know shit about running mm. a business. All you do is you just know how to lay climb ladders and, you know, install drains and that mm. kind of stuff. So then that so that journey, like when I went back into, like initially when I went back into TAFE, you know, and I was, I was, I wasn't like on the payroll or anything. I would just go back in and talk to the, um, you know, the Mm. certificate four students that were about to go and get licensed about things they should be thinking about or they need to think Mm -hmm. about in order to Mm -hmm. become, I mean, it's almost a prophecy, right? Like that whole, um, you know, you could be the best tradie in the world and be broke because you don't know how to market yourself, right? Or business owner in fact, like I can't imagine it's any different in any other vertical. You know, like these are mm. things that you kind of have to take upon yourself to learn, uh, which you are not going to get that information from when you go through the system. That you've got to you've got to go and look for it. You know, mm. so
1: and also you are not going. I don't think you are going to get that information if you go to a general agency workshop, right? If you go to a general digital agency that serves a whole bunch of different, they're just open for business, right? You are a niche agency. Yeah. I'm also curious about like, did you have to manage any FOMO about, well, you know, I'm not going to, you know, like I'm accountants and lawyers have more money than tradies, but I'm going to say no to those guys because I'm just going to focus on tradies.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I get asked that a bit, actually, like truthfully, I, I've just always from the, from the beginning, just, just worked with trade businesses. So I don't really know any different. Like we, we have done projects in the past for, I suppose like cross verticals with you know various businesses but it's always just been like trying to help friends and colleagues out more than anything not so much like we would never market mm. towards it and my whole mindset behind mm. that was if you're going to like you try to be everything to everyone you end up being nothing to anyone
1: Yep 100% 100% And like and the riches and, uh, yeah the riches are in the niches Yeah
0: and so it's it's I guess it's played pretty well to our advantage like we turn we we of I mean it obvious or not like and probably to Maybe, I don't know if it's necessarily a good or a bad thing, but we probably turn away more work than we, than we take in mm. just because they don't, fit, well, they don't fit our avatar.
1: Yeah, right. Got it. Yeah. And now we're That's even super
0: picky with even the types of trade businesses that we work with. Like we just, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in, answer to you, like, in answer to your question before, you know, like when you're talking about, well, you know, why did you go down this path? Like from, again, it started as a way that we could kind of give back And then it kind of grew from there because, like, the more that you sort of, like, we dipped our toe in the water there in, like, you know, local TAFE, and then we sort of went a bit bigger and ended up, like, uh, you know, representing trades at the Department of Education roundtables in, in the ACT, and then before we knew it, I was like, this, like, and there and there were people there just like, tell me more, like, tell me more, and I'm like, what the fuck, like, I'm just some dead shit plumber. trying to run this scrappy agency and no one has a clue. And then I thought, how can we get this message out to the masses? And this is back in 2016. And I thought, I wonder, and, and like kind of dumb luck, I guess, but thinking, you know, like the kind of clients that we like to and still like to work with are the ones that they want to learn. And more importantly, mm. they're willing to try and adopt different processes to help them mm. achieve a different mm-hmm. result. Unlike mm. you know, you know a lot of people out there that you know in the in the trades which are just stuck in their ways and like ain't broke ain't broke don't fix it. So yep. we started a podcast in 2016, and that was kind of a cool – before it all became cool, and anyone with a computer and a mic did it. Um, yeah, and then yes, and and that's pretty well established now with almost like 400 episodes or something.
1: Mm. I've had a few tradies, and i want to talk about the difference between agency and coaching because I think there's a fine line. Mm, I agree, uh, and I. And I know that you kind of do a bit of accidental coaching just because of the nature of the fact that you want to help your clients out. But I, I've had a couple of tradies come out of the house and the minute, like they're on the property two or three minutes and I know they've got a business coach because their process is so well dialed yeah. in. And I ask them point blank, like we have a bit of a conversation. They go around, whatever, not like, you wouldn't have a business coach by any chance. Oh, yeah, I've got this business coach blown up. I'm like, yeah, because most tradies come out and they've got that. They have no process at all, right? Yeah, they're like drawing chicken scrawl on the back of a pad paper. Whereas the guys that come out with an iPad, yeah, and they're ticking right. the boxes, and they go out and they come back. Here's your quote, and it's really well dialed yeah. in. Um, how do you? How do you draw the line between, well, hey, look, we're an agency, we do this, I'm not your business coach, even though I'm ha- willing to give you this advice because I generally want you to succeed. But do you refer some of your clients off to a business oh, coach? Oh, yeah. Or... yeah, all the time. Right. Yeah,
0: like, all the time. <clears throat> um,
1: and I imagine, that, and I imagine not, not to be stereotypical, but I imagine particularly in the trade industry that there would be a reluctance to put your hand up and ask for help, right, because it's a fairly – I mean, and I'm making a massive generalisation here. It's a fairly masculine kind of macho sort of industry. So I'm like, we're in in our space, or like my wife's a psychologist. They're putting their hand up every five seconds, asking for help from other psychologists and other professionals, right? So I imagine that a lot of trades are just like, as you say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I'm fine. It's all good. I don't need any help, and they're kind of stuck in that mindset.
0: Yeah. Again, like probably dumb luck, but you know, through through the you know the leads and sort of the people that we tend to speak to. I've normally, like, like my, my mindset behind the podcast initially was like, well, this is the kind of, the people the people that I kind of want to work with are people that want to learn things, and people that mm-hmm. want to learn things are people that are going to put their hand up, mm-hmm. right? So, like, when people come to us, if they have seen some of the content or the podcast or whatever it might be, you know, they're kind of mm-hmm. they're kind of already a further a step further qualified than those that would just come through like a cold Facebook ad, for example. Mm. Uh, and so, like, typically leads and stuff that come through the podcast, like, they're like, they know that, they, they know, like, and trust us already. Yeah. <laughs> like, they know we're not full of shit, you know, and yep. it's sort of, a, a step. so it was kind of by design, you know, but also, um, also probably we just got into it at the right time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we were talking off camera before. Our best sales conversations are people who have been following the podcast for a few months and they've already drunk the Kool-Aid. And well, I mean, that was like like a, me
0: with you guys. You know, like I, I was back when you were WWP Elevation, whatever it was called. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, now, if you're listening to this, one of the scariest things about pivoting the business model is you might not have the skills or the capacity to deliver – the new thing that you know that you want to start offering because that's the right thing that's going to get your client the outcomes, right? So for for example, SEO, or for example, if you are a social media management agency and you want to start building websites because you know that that's where you're going to be able to capture leads for your clients, but you don't have the capacity to do that. One of the things that I see agency owners, where I see them getting stuck is, They say, well, I can't do that yet because I need to hire someone, but I can't hire someone because I don't understand the process because we've never done this before. And I think even like at worst in the short term to fill that gap is to use a white label partner to deliver on that stuff. Long term it might be the best option to keep using a white label partner Uh, it might be profitable, the relationship's good, they've got the infrastructure that you don't need to worry about building, they can project manage, they've got the skill set, they're training their staff, all those problems that you don't have to solve. Long term, you might want to bring that skill set and that capacity in-house to your own agency. Uh, But in the short term, definitely using a white label partner to allow you to make that pivot quickly is a really smart idea. Obviously, our preferred white label partner here is E2M Solutions. They are the exclusive sponsor of the Agency Hour podcast and also our Mavcon platinum sponsor for our Mavcon live events. Uh, So check out e2msolutions.com slash agency dash mavericks. They do amazing work. We've had great feedback from all of our clients who are using them. Um, that you also get a discount on your first months if you are hooked up with them. So go and have a conversation with them about what it looks like to work with them so that you can make whatever pivot you need to without having to go through the painful process of hiring and training team members. You can just literally plug their team into what it is you're doing and make that pivot quickly so that you can start getting your clients better outcomes. Um, Now, and I know because you were leaving comments in the Facebook group, you were watching the live streams, your name was familiar and then all of a sudden we're on a call. Um, So how, so... Let's just fast forward. When did you make a decision? So you you, you grew this agency. You got The business model was basically <clears> websites and SEO, right? And you were doing a little bit of ad management for clients. When did you make a decision that that wasn't working and that you were going to reinvent your service offering?
0: Man, honestly, like I feel like it's been years, like uh, like two years. So as you know, like I had my second child. It was just, just gone two years ago. And I knew kind of at that point, I was like, I just wasn't – like we were doing the websites, we were running SEO for clients all this kind of stuff. And like me coming from that background and then trying to sell them on like our reporting, which is all showing green, you know, look, oh you're ranking number one for these keywords. Congratulations. And they're like, I don't give a shit. My phone's not ringing. And you're like, Mm. hmm. And so I'd been looking for a long time to find a solution to like that problem, which was sort of more outcome focused. And then, you know, maybe six or so months ago, like you say, I just burned it to the ground because I was like, I just was fed up with like selling something that didn't work. <laughs> like quite honestly. I mean, mm. like, and, and, I, and I say that like a little bit tongue in cheek because I know that it it does work but what I now know with what we were selling then was it fulfills part of an ecosystem and it's Mm -hmm. part of a solution not the solution for Mm -hmm. our vertical and I'm sure other verticals it works great you know I speak to Simon and like his clients get all these great results and this kind of stuff which is awesome you know but like for Mm -hmm. what we did with our clients like as trade businesses it just it didn't move the needle but now what we Mm -hmm. do moves the needle and so Mm -hmm. now we can show up to work and we actually feel good about what we're doing and Mm -hmm. like and that's that's been like culturally a really big shift, I think. And it sort of got me a bit more re engaged because, like, after having our second kid last year, I was just like, a couple of years ago, like, I really just felt vacant.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also, I think if you, like, SEO is the long game, right? So if you, if what's the, it's it's not, it, it's the mid to long game. I think it's the longer, I think it's important as part of a long term sustainable strategy because you can get, it's very easy to get kind of hooked on turning cold traffic into customers. So I think it is important, but it is the long game. And for tradies, you know, like it's, it's, as you say, it's part of the solution, but it's not the solution. So what have you dialed in recently that has allowed you, what have you stopped doing? Okay, here are the three questions. (laughs) What have you stopped doing? What did you start doing? And what did you keep doing from your old business? What's been the the transformation and what kind of outcomes and, and impact has that had on your client's results?
0: All right. Well, I'll tell you what I – from the beginning, like I went back and I revisited uh, vision and mission mm-hmm. and I got real clarity around like like I suppose what we wanted, what our vision and what our mission needs to look like in order for me to be able to show up to work and actually be comfortable with it. Yeah, and, great. And that like <clears throat> had like a bit of a polarizing effect on, um, well, everything within the agency because when I, when I showed the whole team – you know this whole vision and mission and what we we're doing there like all of a sudden it almost like a snap of a finger made a whole bunch of the services that we were doing completely null and void mm. and and so that was that was like the beginning really mm. i was like this is the new vision this is the new mission if you don't mm-hmm. like it leave mm-hmm. and if you can't if you don't think what you're going to do be able to do here today is going to help us achieve these goals, leave. Mm. And so, and that's mm. still an ongoing conversation, you know, and, 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 now like, so, so that was what we, that, that, that was the beginning of the whole thing. Like That was kind of the, like where the eruption began. I was just like fed up, like just mm. foundationally with what, what we were, what we would, what we were delivering there. And then we went back to, um, okay, how we, how do we now uh, engineer, a product or a solution, which is um, outcome focused. Mm-hmm. So that's when we went down, that, went down that gamut, they were like, okay, okay, what does it look like? You know, if we're gonna be able to like promote and work with businesses, like how do, we, how do we give them actually what they want, not what they think they want or not what we're just mm-hmm. selling them as a service, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big problem. Like back then we were like, oh, we'll sell you SEO or we'll sell you a website. And it's like, it doesn't freaking matter. Just make the phone ring. Like mm. no one gives a shit about SEO. No one cares about Google ads. No one cares about Facebook ads or bloody Pinterest ads. Just get the phone to ring. Like no mm-hmm. one cares. <laughs>
1: that's and right. And this is the feedback that's that we just, just – a, That's just the that's – they're just the tools that we implement, mm. the tactics that we implement to actually get the client what they want, which is their phone exactly.
0: To ring. Exactly. Like it, no one gives a shit. And so you're showing them all these reports and it's like, oh, look you look at all the your, your positive Google indicators and all this kind of stuff. And it's like who freaking cares? Like mm. how many times is the phone wrong? And how many of those are turned mm. into jobs? Period. That's mm. it. Like that's all mm. you need to give a shit mm. about. And so mm. I, we just, I just like pulled the samurai sword out and cut through it all. And just went, nah, this is just this is the way it is now. And so now when we're dealing with, with businesses, it's like specifically, we will help you get these outcomes. And if we don't, we we'll, we guarantee you, we'll guarantee it. Like you don't pay for it kind of thing. And and that's that's mm. been really good for a marketing perspective. And it's been really good now as well because it's helped us like along this journey of the last, you know, four, five, six months, I suppose, help us really define sort of the avatar that we want to work with who we know we can get better results for. And, mm. and then it's also led into, and I, and I like, you know, my whole thing with like not wanting to be a, a coach kind of thing, but as an advisor, like in order then for, cause all of a sudden you get these, you know, I've got like, messages here in slack from clients saying oh man i'm just freaking out here because we've got all these leads and now i have got to hire new staff like all of a sudden you have this responsibility now to help them solve the next problem and you know the the next step of the equation so yeah and and that's if you if it's going to be a sustainable solution it's going to help them scale and scale doesn't always mean up either by the way like you know we've got some clients who are like look we want to scale back on doing these twenty, thirty grand bathroom renovations and scale into doing, you know, half a million dollar home renos. So scale can yeah. have different conversations for different businesses. But if you haven't got a framework around that, then what? Like, <laughs> or yeah. more to the point, you haven't got like a system in yeah. place which can help them achieve it. And then, like, you just go back to doing what everyone else does, you know, selling SEO and websites.
1: Mm. And I think it was um, I think it was Feb 2021. We had a virtual Mavcon because we're all in lockdown, and I did a presentation called "Agency of the Future." And I posed the idea that uh, if you can't, you can't solve, you can't do everything for your clients, right? Like you're not going to get on the phone and close deals. You're not going to go out and write quotes for your clients. That's (laughs) involved
0: too. but We'll get to that in a minute if you want.
1: Um, But the problems that you can't solve for your clients, the, the idea that I posed was it's a combination of done for you and information or done for you and education. So, hey, we do this for you. We can't do that bit for you, but here are some frameworks and here are some templates and here are some checklists that you can follow to improve that part of the business. We're not going to do it for you, but we can educate you and help you get better at it. Where do you, and I lead into this conversation, where do you draw the line and say, well, you know, that's outside of the scope of the services and the skill set that we've got. That's something that you have to take responsibility for.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's, like, a line in the sand, like what's in scope and what isn't. I mean, and, and, like... Because it's different, right? And, and this and this is the thing, and this is what I was saying, you know, say to the you know team yesterday in a meeting. You know, we have to like you expect, like when people come to us for a problem and say it's like we need more leads, great, like we'll solve that problem for you, which is then going to cause a bottleneck at the next stage. So you've mm-hmm. got to help them overcome these hurdles, otherwise, it's all going to fall over, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no That's point right. in doing the initial thing if you can't help them with the follow up things because, you know, like it's. Like these things happen in order and in stages, and every business is different. I mean, like even marginally different sometimes. But like the point is, you, you've got to help them understand the different pro- because it, it's it is new for them, and they're coming. Like I was saying mm-hmm. earlier, you know, they come from this this world of doing something a certain way, and then all of a sudden, you've you, you've got you've got to help them embrace this other system. They've got to want to do it, and that's the thing. Like they've mm-hmm. got to actually want to. So you know this is what we can help you with, but they, they've still got to get off their ass and do the thing or they've got to follow your, mm. your, follow your advice. And for the better part, that's the kind of business that we attract. It's like, you mm. know, we, like a new, we've got a client and, 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 you know, I'll tell you for anyone out there that's listening to this, you know, you are on the right track when you have clients that come back to you. So they go, mm. they jump ship because the grass is greener and then they end up coming back. You know, we have, we've mm-hmm. had that numerous mm-hmm. times. So mm-hmm. you kind of know you're on a, on to something good when that, when that happens and like some of these businesses, Mm. like we brought a client on last week and he's, you know, he's doing almost doing a million bucks a month, you know, like very well established, you know, businesses, but like, like during an onboarding call, like, like snap of a finger, I could just see where like part of his process is falling over because like, we have mm-hmm. this collective data set from so many different businesses in different verticals and different locations around the world that are doing the same sort of thing. And like mm-hmm. as an advisor, you kind of get to see what's working, you know. That's so right. it's kind of ignorant yeah. to – and I think, again, like part of the responsibility in that position is to help people with those different steps of the process to, so they yeah, can yeah, improve yeah. across the board. Because if you don't, it's just going to come back to stage one where oh, your ads don't work. When it's That's not right. the ads, it's the
1: fucking post The like follow-up. It. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the bucket's leaky. Uh, I imagine dealing – because, you know, dealing with referrals is super easy, right? You go to someone's property. It's like, oh, my brother-in-law referred. You know, I got your contact details from my brother. It's like it's a yeah, no-brain. We're shooting yeah. fish in a barrel. Whereas a cold lead, you have to present in a different way, right? You – so, so what are what are some of the things? Because I imagine that i I'm, when I ever, whenever I hire a tradie, the first thing I do for it is look for the five star reviews on Google. Right, who's got the most five star reviews? Can you give me a practical thing that you've dialed in to help your tradies with this new kind of model? Is it all around social proof and building online trust? Like, give me. I mean, what, what yes is,
0: and no. Like, I'll tell you right now, tying into your whole solar conversation. Like, one of the verticals that we work with today is solar. And, Mm. you know, even this client that came on board is doing like almost a million bucks a month. Like when we're going through, you know, in our onboarding call, like through the sales process, like the biggest bottleneck. And so sure, like, yep, they're answering phone calls, they've got a team in place to do that because they've got like four or five office staff or whatever, Mm. sure. And then but when mm-hmm. you break it down, like, like from in the process and you go, okay, well, what are you actually doing after the call? You know, oh, we go to site, we, we send the guys out to site. We like, you know, then we give them a quote and or then we come back to the office and we prepare a quote and all this stuff. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Like, I know you've been doing this and like on paper, it looks like it's working, but this whole process is fucked. Can yeah. I swear in this podcast?
1: Of course you can. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just did. Yeah.
0: Sorry, Max, you have to peep that one out.
1: That's, ask forgiveness, not permission. I yeah. love it, Matt.
0: Um, <laughs> and so there's little things there that you can help them adopt, which can like have significant mm. improvement immediately, effective mm. immediately in the space of how you can preserve resource and save time with the what you, the way mm-hmm. your current process is working. Not just for you, mm-hmm. by the way, but for the for the for the customer as well. Like that's what, right. What, let me ask you this: if that solar guy came out to your home, right? And mm. like he did the iPad thing, great, look professional, mm. awesome. Got a quote, like quote on mm. the spot, great. Take a deposit. Did he do that? No, why the fuck not. Like how much time no. have you got? I mean, you got a lot of time. You sit in the hot tub all day. I know that, but like, that's like for the, for most people. Like, why why well, is so, that his mindset where we're like, okay, let me go back to the office and send you a quote in three yeah. days, and then spend the next two months following you up to get no results because right. you've gone and shopped that quote for the cheapest price. Like, just turn that freaking right. quote into a yes invoice right there and then take a deposit bang right. job scheduled like this is the thing i'm
1: and i and i would have i would have exactly. if he if he if because i'd i'd stayed i'd made the time to stay home that day and have him and his colleague come out showed him around the property we had a really great conversation around around electric vehicles and the tesla charger and how that was going to play in and i wanted a tesla battery on the side of the house they talked me out of it because of the acdc conversion and you're going to lose about 25 percent of the efficiency and and I'm like, I'm in, guys. Like, whatever you want to put on the house and on the si- on, on the roof and on the side of the house, just do it. I'm in. I trust you guys, right? I c- I would have given him a $1,000 deposit there and then on the day, but he went back to the office. I don't know why they're processing it. They went back to the office. They used some Python proposal yeah. app that they sent me, a picture of everything, and we went back and forth and made a few changes. And who the fuck cares, like, right? I, it, like, I don't
0: care if it's 1,000 well, it, fucking they, kilowatts and this and that and fucking, like, just give me right. the
1: outcome. And the thing is, they could have changed the scope. I would have paid the deposit, and then we could have gone back and forth and changed the scope of the proposal. But I, I would have paid the deposit and committed to them there and then on the day because then as far as I'm concerned, the decision's made. And And that's a loop. Right, and I, right, and that's a loop I can close in my head. I'll give you another example. I had to chase them up to find out when my installation date was, yeah. which kind of pissed me off. And I've told them that. And they have, they've been rejigging their processes internally, and I've been watching it as a customer going, yeah, I see what you're doing, but – to communicate, like they just kept emailing me all these details about my installation date, which were going to spam. And I said to them, "Just fucking text me and tell me that you've sent me an email. Hey Troy, just sent you an email about your installation date. Check your spam folder, right? I found it by accident the day before they were supposed to come out and do the install. Yeah. So I had to tell my wife, "Hey, tomorrow morning there's going to be about eight yeah. blokes walking I, around the yeah, property. I, I can't be in the hot tub tomorrow road. morning, babe. Sorry. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> yeah. be the, correct. Yeah, must right? must so, be really tough for so, Sorry. So it is. So little things like that where where from a consumer's point of view, I see how it's just their communication could have been improved, right? I can't fault their work, but the communication could have been improved. Yeah,
0: but here's the thing, right? Now
1: I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask this question again, Matt. Most agencies wouldn't give a shit about this. They would just say, Oh well, sorry, dude, like that's your problem. Know. It's like, good, isn't it? You know, not not my business, you know. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so so Agreed. like is it, is it just because you – gen like I know that there is – I know that there's a positive flywheel here for you because if you help your clients succeed, you're going to get more referrals and you're generally just going to feel better about yeah, the work that you're the, doing. This anyway, is,
0: again, like in the interest of burning the business to the ground and starting again and being outcome-focused, it's about the outcome. Like, right. It's about the outcome. And the outcome is not yeah. – like, sure, more leads, yeah, awesome, but that's not the outcome. The outcome is more closed jobs and happy customers, Yeah. right? <clears> so <throat> if you don't help with the process – you yeah. don't help them evolve that process, then like you're not really achieving anything.
1: So it's interesting you just said that the outcome is more closed deals and happy customers, right? Now when you say happy customers, you're talking not about the solar companies, you're talking about the solar company's customers. Correct. Right? So the outcome is that you want to, you want to help the solar company or whoever it is get more happy customers, which is interesting because – You know, we got a testimonial, Simon Major shared a testimonial recently that he got from a um, podiatry clinic and the the clinic manager emailed Simon and said, hey, just want to let you know all the clinicians are fully booked up, everyone's super happy and it's all coming through the search results and we love everything you've done. He took a screenshot, shared it with me, I shared it with the team. I actually go, like the, the level I go to is there's some guy in Diamond Creek now who's getting relief for back pain that he's had for 10 years because he's found the right podiatrist because of the work Simon's team have done while Simon was on the back of a boat in Croatia for five weeks (laughs) having a holiday because we've helped Simon grow his agency. So that's why we get out of bed. Like, I think about... The absolute end user of the impact of the work that we're doing. yeah well, and in, and- in your case, it's like some guy's now got solar panels on his roof and is super happy because you helped that solar company get their shit together. yeah
0: well, that's the thing. And then you look at Simon right like you know when like Simon's a prime example because when he came to you like he's like, don't give me any more work. Just help me with That's the processes, right? right? So, correct. Like, but if you had have said, "Oh, cool, we can help you with more work, and here's more leads," and it's like, well, that doesn't solve any problems. Yeah. that just again That's, throws he's just fuel He's going to create more
1: problems. He's going to create <laughs> more problems. He was explicit about this. He was, Do not tell me how to get clients. I've got referrals and clients coming out of my ears. I've got a team problem and a process problem, and we're overwhelmed. I need to fix that, and to this day, he's still not really doing any marketing. He's tripled his business since working with us. He was already seven figures when he started, and it's all been through referrals and word of mouth. So he's about. now twenty one figures. Is that tripped? To- <laughs> something like that. His uh, his team um, his team are now uh, you know I mean you know he just spent five weeks in Europe on holiday, completely out of the business, and didn't miss a beat. Um, so okay. So what is, So when someone comes to you now, so like what are the, what are the services that you're offering? Like are you still building websites and doing SEO campaigns? Yeah, we
0: do, but there's like
1: – like we do
0: all that stuff, but we just don't – it's not like – like when people are coming to us, it's not a matter anymore of which product or which service. It's looking at like what their outcomes need to be and they're designing mm. – a solution, which might include a bunch of services, which can help them get that. Mm -hmm. So yes, we have developers and we build websites, we do that. But like Mm -hmm. sometimes like half the people that come to us don't need a website. So we're not gonna build Mm -hmm. a new website. What's the point? They've got a website. And to be honest with you, we have like, and now I say this to like, you know, our guys all the time, like, well, not so much our, well, our clients as well, truthfully, because like, as soon as I come on board, they're like, right, go fix all this shit. I'm like, listen, need to have, nice to have, Mm -hmm. let's focus on Mm -hmm. need to have, and then we can work mm-hmm. on all the nice to haves, like you know, down the track. Yep. Nice to haves at the moment yep. for you, like websites are nice to have. Like you don't, you yep. don't need, it's not going to solve right. your immediate problem. What you need right now is leads.
1: That's right.
0: And you need a, yep. and you need so a, you and need you need a lead management system. That's the yes. biggest thing. Like they don't have, they don't have any systems. They have got no process, right? It's just like, yeah. well, the phone rings, we answer it, we never call them back. Like it comes through to my mobile. Yeah. Like what? A, it's just a total clusterfuck. So yeah, yeah. you know, like you've yeah. got to. Again, zooming out and looking at the bigger picture, like back you know a year ago or two years ago, we'd be like, "Well, oh, sure, we'll build your website and we'll do your SEO. Great job done from our yeah. you know from our end. Oh look, all your indicators yeah. are showing green, awesome." But like, it doesn't solve any it doesn't solve the problem. So then all yeah. that leads to is, "Well, we've spent all this money with you building these websites we're doing all this SEO stuff, but like, yeah, we want this outcome."
1: Yep. And then eventually the clients <clears> churn, and then you got to go and replace them with another client, and the whole thing, you know. Um, from a tech stack point of view, you're a high level reseller, mm-hmm. white label, high level, right? So, are you using? Is that kind of the engine room that you're using for all of the clients in terms of lead management and yeah. sales pipeline management and yeah. all that good stuff?
0: Yeah. And the yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just we just do it because it's easy. To be honest, like before we yeah. you know, we we were, all, we were still are you know like active campaign resellers and all this shit, but like you just yeah. in in the interest of simplicity and i've just understand as well like we're dealing with dudes that are out on the road halfway up a ladder like all day like for them to be able to use one app instead of 15 different ones like it's a it's a simplification yeah. of you know all yeah. of this all of this stuff which can help them with various stages you know various mm. areas and departments within the business
1: <clears throat> how how risky was it for someone listening to this like you had your second child was not even two, you've got this business which is, you know, you've worked really hard to to build. You're going to the Maldives every year with a bunch of people having a, you know, a mastermind retreat, right? On, on on paper, on the surface, everything's looking pretty good, right? How scary was it to to say, you know, I'm going to burn this to the ground because I don't believe in it and I'm going to reinvent it and, you like, you backed yourself. I mean, to, right? truthfully, How, I mean, it was
0: scarier doing it the other way. Yeah, yeah. Cuz I was living a yeah. fuck I was I, living a lie.
1: Yes, I get that. I get it because you and I have spoken about this enough and I get it and I get the mindset of it. But a lot of people I think listening to this don't believe they have what it takes to actually deliver outcomes for clients and deliver results. But do you know why that is? And so they Why? Cuz
0: they don't have the ability to deliver outcomes for their clients and results. Well, that's that's the mm. reality. So you you got to go mm. figure it out.
1: Yes. That's right.
0: And that's the hard that's the hard part. Like it took me two years to figure it out.
1: Mm. Took you two years to figure it yeah. out. Yeah.
0: Like trying to find the right solutions, meet the right people, like whatever, mm. you know. Mm. The whole time. So it's just it's like a wi- worm in the a... back of my head just going, Fucking yes. fix this, idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. You're selling <laughs> bullshit. Like
1: Yes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's not it wasn't a weekend decision, right? It was something that was playing on your mind for a long time. Um I mean, I just think I know. I get it. Like it would, like Seth Godin talks about the comfort zone and the safety zone, right? He says they're two very different things. Like your comfort zone is the unsafest place to be, but it's just easier for a lot of people, I think. And I'm just posing the question because I know there's a lot of people thinking, listening to this right now, thinking, "Well, the, you know, my core skill set is websites, SEO, and care plans. How do I make the pivot to like?" Yeah, but that might ha- that might I-
0: work for their, their their vertical, like that. It's, mm. it's not, this is the thing, like, you just got to figure out what the right solution is for, you know, for your customers and, and be realistic about it, like, what they actually want. Like, that works mm. for some some verticals. Simon's proof yeah. of it. it just doesn't work for ours, mm. for mine. Yeah. And so, yeah. like... And yes, it was considerably easier when all we had to do was sell a website and sell an SEO program and then just go do nothing off the back of it pretty much Like, while the team do all the delivery. And I literally didn't really have much to do. And now, like I've never been busier in the business. I've never been more stressed. I've never had more uh, like team members having to keep training them up, like recording ad copy and all this kind of stuff. Like it's all kind of new. But like over time, like we'll systemize that too and piece by piece remove myself from it. But like, Mm. yeah, it's it's, it is stressful, and most people don't want to sign up for that, and I don't blame them, <laughs> to be honest.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But as you said, it's it's you felt like there was no alternative because you didn't believe in what you were selling. <clears throat> You'd kind of lost faith in I it. I mean,
0: if you look at the timeline of, I suppose, my business as from conception, like it's been a constant state of evolution, and anyone that doesn't mm-hmm. do that, I think you're freaking kidding yourself. Yeah, Like yeah, if you think totally. you could just run a business like the way that you did 13 <clears throat> years ago when you set it up, you should. You need
1: to have a serious head check, mate. I was—I've been down deep down the AI rabbit hole, as you know. We're, we're all playing with AI <laughs> here, but I—I someone showed me something yesterday, and like, if you're a like, I saw this thing yesterday. It's called Ten X Web Ten Web Ten Web AI, right? I mean, this is uh, this is a piece of AI that will build you a WordPress website in about three minutes. Oh
0: yeah, no, I've seen
1: that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, <clears throat> if, if you're, and I'm also a big fan of ReLoom uh, yeah. and Framer, which are two other resources I've been playing with a lot lately. I reckon if you're just taking Photoshop files or Figma files and turning them into websites and that's your skill set, I reckon you're cooked. I reckon your days are numbered. And I think there's going to be, I think there are big, you know, I think you need to understand what is the value that we're, because. Sure, AI can build you a website, but if you publish that without proofreading it, you, it's probably not going to yeah, be the exactly. best outcome, right? So the I think the value is in the strategy. I've been saying that for a long time now, and I think even now it's true more so than ever. What are you doing with AI to help you improve efficiencies? And are you kind of just looking at it on the periphery or are you kind of getting your feet wet?
0: No, no we, use, we use AI for all sorts of things, you know, like um, and I think you're pretty much – Making yourself further and further redundant if you don't. But mm. like again, yeah, strategically you've got to be able to, you know, the whole prompt engineer sort of mentality. Like it, like it's become mm. a, it's become a case of how do you use this efficiently to our advantage mm. instead of using it like necessarily is just a way to straight up cut corners. And yeah, you look at like exactly like if, <laughs> like if you're if you're a, if you're a web developer and you're your whole thing is building coded websites today. Like how long do you reckon that's going to be around for? I mean, Mm, like this space moves quick, you know, like, that's right. And so you've got to, you've got to be forward thinking enough to figure out, okay, well what's like, and you've got to be able to use these technologies to your advantage where it suits your business, but you don't want to be replaced by it.
1: That's right. I think the opportunity is to leverage AI to do your job more efficiently to free up. Here's the thing. AI is going to free up a lot of time. Most people are going to fill that time exploring more AI and producing more shit that nobody wants. Yeah. I think the opportunity is to spend that time that you've got just sitting and thinking, talking to customers, designing better products and doing better marketing. But I don't I think most people aren't going to do that. They're just going to end up playing with AI and producing more shit because that's the easy thing, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So, and that's the, and that's the probably you know, like doing things without you know, some sort of a strategic objective, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I mean, I just get over, I mean, even like on the coaching calls, I'm just like, oh man, another AI tool, great. Cause like, I'm a sucker for it. Like I just need to go and mm-hmm. get it and sign up for it and test <laughs> it all, you know? So stop doing that. Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry,
0: man. But like, but no, somebody's helpful, you know, like there's things there or I like, in the interest of saving time, like it's been on my whiteboard mm. for a long time to come up with a content strategy and then all of a sudden we found this tool which you introduced to, which I can't remember the name of, but like it's been bang mm. content strategy, you know, version 1.0 done here, content girl, yeah, go and That's work right. on this and yeah. hurry
1: up. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's the thing, having like Max and I talk about AI a lot, but I think you've got to have someone in the business that owns the process and then use the robots to do the mechanical work. But someone has to own the process and it's got to fit in with, you know, what you're trying to achieve strategically. Hey, I could talk about this for weeks uh, and we will more. I'll probably, you know, I'd love to have you back on the show to, to go a little bit deeper into some of this stuff. What's um, What are you most excited about? Two questions. What are you most excited about over the next 90 days? And if someone's listening to this, and they think that they want to get more into this, delivering outcomes for clients. What's the first thing they should do? Just
0: like figure out how to do it. I mean, you just got to. I don't know how to cut corners. It took me two years to figure it out. I really don't know mm. how to cut corners with it. Like, and what well, were, I, I were would, you just
1: talking to? Were you talking to customers and experimenting no, and all. using customers no, as guinea pigs? I just
0: knew. I I knew what we were doing wasn't delivering the outcome. But like coming from that background and putting myself in their shoes, you know, like I know what I would have expected. But I mean, so yeah, I mean, I suppose like if you're gonna, if you're sitting there pondering this, I would say the first thing you need to do would be to really understand, okay, what what is it they actually want? And don't get caught up in what you're selling and your services, because quite frankly, that's got nothing to do with it. Like, figure out what is the actual outcome that they want, and then figure out, okay, well, how can we go about building this out? And when you're doing that, like, what are the resources available? What are the, are there, are there are there, are there softwares, tools, coaches, like consultants? Like what what is available to help me achieve this outcome? Mm. And then like go make a decision or don't. Mm.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a key distinction I think is actually deciding that this is going to be the new way and not half asking it, like actually committing to a decision. But it's
0: uncomfortable. I mean change is uncomfortable for every anyone. <clears throat> but like again, like adapt or die, you're green and growing or you're – Ripe and rotting, you know?
1: Yeah, love it, love it. Put that on a, what are you put most excited about? I oh, will. You're green and growing or you're… Or Ripe you're... and rotting. Ripe and rotting. I love it. Uh, what are you most excited about over the next 90 days? Um, I mean... Apart from the AFL grand final, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super pumped about that. Um... <laughs>
0: uh, I, I really have this just vision of me working less in the business by getting the right team members on board. Mm-hmm. I've had that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, is that, a, I don't know, that's a 90 day goal. Like we've got a new salesperson coming on, we've got like KPIs, they should be hitting and all this kind of stuff. Like there's this, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like just one step forward, two steps back sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, my third, my 90 day goal would be to be less involved in just the, the, the shit that we're doing at the moment, which would involve <laughs> mm-hmm. having the right team members on board better marketing, maybe better processes
1: hmm yeah, have you blocked time in your, have you blocked time in the calendar? Have you said on this date I'm going to start taking Friday afternoons off every second week? Not really because um, quite honestly I, I don't
0: I just don't have the time at the moment for like mm.
1: I'm, you, I, I will from my experience you'll never have the time yeah. and you I mean, if, and the, the the thing that most people do is they wait until the business hits a certain point before they take every second Friday afternoon off. And in my experience, what's worked for me is I got to a point where I was burnt out and I just couldn't come back to the business because I couldn't look at a computer. I was going to scream at someone. And I said to Emily, uh, this was before uh, she became CEO. I said, uh, she was ops manager. I said, I'm not coming back. I'm taking another two weeks because if I have to come back now and start making decisions, they're going to be bad decisions because I'm going to make them fast because I just want it to go away. And I took another two weeks and then I came back on light duties. And then a couple of months later, I promoted her to CEO and what i've realized is if you actually start taking every second friday afternoon off the business will get to that milestone a lot quicker than if you wait for it before you start taking it. Yeah, i mean
0: off. i suppose the missing piece there would be having that team member in place that you could sort of leave in charge of those kind of things which at the moment i haven't got.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: So it's kind of getting the right people you know on the right yep. seats and it just at
1: the moment it's just just takes just going to take work a but, bit. But also when like i remember when i when we had Oscar uh, he would sleep for about 45 minutes, and then he would wake up. And so I would wheel his bassinet out to the home office. I'd, I'd go right. He's asleep. I'd work like crazy for 45 minutes. He would wake up, and then I was done. I was more productive in that 45 minutes because I realised that I got all this shit that I just don't need to do. I've got 45 minutes, and I can get that done. It's the most important thing. What I, I learned this from one of these things from James Shremko. He said, take if you if you want to know what needs fixing in the business, take Tuesday off. Come back to work on wednesday and whatever fire whatever's on fire fix the system so that never explodes again right now that might be auctioning that off to a team member it might be improving a process it might be firing a bad client Mm. it might be Mm. killing something that you've been doing that you don't need to when you take the time off you come back to the agency you come back to the business and go that's the problem how do i fix it so that never happens again because i'm taking next friday afternoon off again and i don't want to come back to the same fire And it helps you get very clear very quickly about who you need or what you need to change or who you need to move on or who needs to take on more responsibility. So that's just been my experience. Get a hot tub, mate. Hot tubs are great. It's very hard to work in a hot tub because shit gets wet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, this has been awesome. Where can people reach out? And, uh, and if there are any tradies listening, they should join the Facebook group. They should listen to the Site Shed podcast. We'll put the links in the show notes to this. Where can people reach out and say good day and connect? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not
0: hard to find. Like the V Site Shed is the podcast and the Facebook group and the website. Uh, Tradie Web Guys is the agency, and we're pretty much those across everything and social. I'm at I am the, the Matt J pretty much everywhere. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not hard to find at all. Um, so, yeah,
1: awesome. if, you, if you can reach out. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on the agency. I really appreciate you coming on and, and having a chat with us. I know a lot of people will learn a lot from this and be inspired and uh, look forward to seeing you at our next event. Or the one after. Not the one in the States, <laughs> the one after in Australia. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to the Agency Hour podcast and a massive thanks to Matt for joining us. We really appreciate your honest insights, mate, and we'll definitely get you back on the podcast in the future. Okay, folks, don't forget to subscribe and please share this with anyone you think may need to hear it. I'm Troy Dean. Surf's up, dudes.